Hey everyone, what's up? Welcome back to the Jamie Star Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode. So my guest today made her Broadway debut alongside America's uncle, Uncle Jesse, John Stamos, and Bye Bye Birdie on Broadway. And when Broadway reopens, she'll be featured in Diana, the Princess Diana musical on Broadway. My guest today is Bethany Ann Tezrick. What was it like working on Bye Bye Birdie? Oh, it was amazing. Um... I was the a teenage swing, so I, I was the swing for um, all of the female ensemble, uh, and I was kind of the um, last-minute replacement when they did, it was like week two of rehearsals, um, and something happened where um, the girl playing Ursula wasn't able to do the show anymore, so they were looking to, they bumped up that swing to become in the ensemble. Um, and we're looking like feverishly for a um, child swing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I went in and at the time I was doing a um, like a New York workshop for um, theater kids. And ah. the director um, saw me in that workshop and she was like, we're doing auditions literally today for the female swing of Bye Bye Birdie. Can you just come in and see uh, if you'd be down to the <laughs> Yeah. And I was like, yeah, and my dad and I walked, you know, walked ourselves over to the audition. Um, it was, the audition was all day in front of the entire team. Oh, wow. Great furious. And I got the show that day. Uh, and I started rehearsals the next day. Oh, wow. That's a fast turnaround. Fast turnaround. So, um, that was kind of the start of Birdie. And then from then on, it was just kind of right out of the canon. So, mm-hmm. um, and that show is just such a fun show to do as a kid because it's all about the teens. So mm-hmm. really, um, and our revival was really wonderful. Um, John Stamos was our Yeah, heart. I was just so, going to say, did you get a chance to get to know John Stamos? That was my next question. Yeah, I wonder if I have, um, he is uh, one of the kindest human beings and really hardworking. Um, and of course, as a, you know, 12 year old girl, you're like, Uncle Jesse, you know, exactly. you're, you're loving him being in the room. Um, but he is just impeccable as a, um, cast member, which was so impressionable as a teenager, you know, having someone with such a fame under their belt, but can be so humble and hardworking and genuinely loves theater, um, which is cool. We actually had a reunion um, a couple months ago in quarantine all over Zoom. We hadn't seen each other as a company in 10 years. Oh, my God. Wow. He came to the Zoom and he he came to the reunion and uh, we got introduced to his son. That's so cool. So I have a he actually gave me I'll find it for you soon, but he uh, gave me a uh, Uncle Jesse, like, old-school Barbie doll um, that he signed, and... Never get rid of that. Oh, it's forever. It's forever in my possession. Uh, Yeah, and so that was uh, just all good memories, all good memories from Birdie, for sure. How did it feel making your Broadway debut at such a young age, at eight years old? Oh, my gosh. Um... To be honest, I don't remember. Is that is that a is that a yeah word? yeah you were young. I mean, a, ch- a baby child. I I uh, clearly the the woman I've become now is because of my experiences um, as a as a young child. So I can only imagine um, 
the beautiful uh, memories that I had made and have made, but mm-hmm. uh, it has completely shaped my life, you know, working professionally at such a young age consistently. Um, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it was, it's been amazing, you know. So you're making your Broadway comeback, and we're going to talk about the show in a second, but have you missed the Broadway stage over the past 10 years or no? Um, oh, uh, yes, absolutely. I mean, uh, when I went to, I went to school for musical theater too. Um, so I never stopped dancing, singing, acting and all that. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I absolutely, uh, there's nothing like doing what you love, uh, in New York City on a Broadway stage. Oh, for sure. Um, so I, yeah, I definitely missed, missed it then and very much miss it now. Very much miss it. Oh, I, me too. I want to go. I could, I, if Broadway opened up and I could go back to New York like as soon as possible, I would go. I miss yeah. it so much. Yeah, it's uh, there's, it's, it's almost like a drug. It's addicting, right? It's like one being able to do what you love, um, for a living is a oh yeah, blessing. But two is just like the um, the vibrations, the energy of theater people in general, um. It just, you miss it. Oh, 100%. Are Broadway rehearsals and the casting process anything like you remembered from Bye Bye Birdie? Or do you not really remember because you were so young? It's pretty much the same. Um, I actually got to, I'm the assistant dance captain in Diana. So um, I was able to run the auditions for when they were um, auditioning for the Broadway show. Because I did the out of town trial. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was a really cool experience to be able to, as a working actor, take a step back and go behind the table and kind of just see what happens. Um, So much of it is out of your hands. I mean, that was like the biggest takeaway for me uh, as someone who auditions often is just so much of it is just so out of your hands. As long as you walk in there prepared um, and yourself, the rest of it is, is not in your hands. So Mm -hmm. that was such a cool experience to be able to um, run those auditions and kind of get that uh, perspective. But it's, you know, it's the same, the same nerves, the same. uh, Yeah. Yeah. The same setup and, and how it, how it goes. It's, it's just the adult mindset now, Bethany, of Bethany. Yeah. The kid Bethany was more adventurous, more brave. Yeah. The adult mindset in me uh, sometimes gives me a little more uh, anxiety around auditioning. So oh, yeah. So happen to the teenage Bethany when she was auditioning, I would, I'd be sad. So what about Princess Diana and her story really caught your eye and made you like, oh, let's try go first let's go for a try and see if I can get into this I mean talk about one of the most influential women in history I mean she's up there for sure um I my mom loved Princess Diana so growing up I have these memories of uh you know my mom dressing like her and the fashion and always talking about her I mean our par- my parents' generation, that was, she was, like, their idol. Oh, yeah. Um, and, you know, I was born in the 90s, so I was kind of at the tail end of her life. Um, 
but looking back on it, I think the, the thing that caught my eye the most was just how humble she was as a human being um, and how steadfast she was in her, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, in her convictions, in her, um, in the way in which she wanted to uh, walk in the world. Mm -hmm. Although she was this princess and she had this title that she had to uphold. Yeah. She was a humanitarianism. Like she wanted to be um, one of the people and you, that just, if you have that at the top, it trickles down. And um, I think the show does such a good job at honoring that. Um, and yeah, I had to, I just wanted to be a part of, um, a story about a fierce woman. <laughs> oh yeah, totally. Who doesn't as a, as a young lady ourselves. You just oh, a hundred percent. You just want to be a part of, uh, that, that history making, um, story. So how much of her story did you know about prior to the audition? Just from your, what your parents have told you? Yeah, pretty much just from that, but it, not nearly as much as t in terms of like the behind the scenes. So, um, and she uh, wrote a book when she was in office, um, in office. Is that what the Royals are called? They were, I don't know. I have, I have, I had a teacher in high school who's obsessed with like, uh, London royalty, whatever. And she would know the answer to that question. Yeah, I would have to, I'll text her after this and I'll let you know. Yeah, yeah, please do. I, I, would, I would like to you know, I should know that. Um, but she um, wrote a book undercover called Diana in Her Own Words, um, talking about, you know, the uh, marriage struggles, uh, kind of her life uh, in, in the royal family and how she was treated, which was horribly. Oh, yeah. Um, I just lost my train of thought. Diana's book and uh, your thoughts about like how much of her story did you know prior to the audition? Oh, I was really like I just it was the office thing it really yeah <laughs> it really caught me off guard. Um, so when I did go in for the show, I ended up reading this book and I had no clue nearly as much as what kind of went down. I mean, I didn't even know she was opposed to at 19 and Prince Charles was 32. I had no I didn't realize that there was that big of an age gap between the two. Yes. She was pregnant at 21. Uh, at the end of her 20s at 21. I mean, imagine just the... She was a preschool helper teacher. Like, she was just a normal uh, human being that got uh, chosen mm -hmm. to um, uphold this role. And the way in which she took it at such a young age and changed it um, and made it beneficial for herself uh, is inspiring. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that book, read that book. It's really cool. A lot a lot of the plot points in our show um, are based in that book. Um, so, yeah, it's a, it's a good one. What can fans expect from the new show? They can expect rock and roll score which no one thinks of no one thought that or when people were coming we were nine previews in before the shutdown mm -hmm. everyone at the stage door was like i had no clue the music was going to be like that um but our composers were the ones who did memphis ah 
David Bryan, who's part of Bon Jovi, which is like, you know, the rock band. Oh, yeah. Um, so our score is super unique to um, the story because, like I said, Diana was 19. Um, she loved Elton John. She loved these modern day rock stars. Yeah. So her music in the show um, falls into that rock and roll category. And it's really cool because I love it. You have the juxtaposition of the royal family that sings more contemporary, legit musical theater. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's this really dope, like, uh, battle between music types. So that's something I love. I love saying about our show because it's very unexpected. Oh yeah. Uh, and you're also going to be involved um, in a story that is. Uh, important to tell about a woman who um succeeded in a circumstance that she really had no control over um and she for lack of a better phrase she took she took it by the balls and she made it um she made herself into uh, a beautiful woman so it's also a you're also going to learn a lot about her life that you might not know mm-hmm. um yeah, and listen to a dope score. For sure. So, y- y- what stage of the rehearsal process were you guys at before the world shut down? We were we were in previews. We were, oh my uh, god, no way. Yeah, we were about two weeks away to, from opening. Oh my god. Yeah, we, uh, oh, I remember that. We knew something was going, was happening the beginning of the week. You know, there was, there was obvious talks globally about what was this mm-hmm. virus, virus was um, and how it was going to affect us. So we started hearing, um, you know, tricklings of talks around Monday. Yeah. Um, and in previews, we rehearse all day and then do um, a show that night. A lot of times it's a very different show. Yeah. changes and, um, you know, we're fine tuning the show before we open. So there was this weird kind of lull of we feel something's happening, but we don't know quite what's happening. And yeah. we came to rehearsal that Thursday, and we just went on like we were supposed to, but knew that the producers of all of the Broadway shows and the Broadway League um, were coming together to have a meeting about what was um, going to happen. And so, you know, the all day we're rehearsing, trying to implement changes, but we're you're like it was like the um, longest like do 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 exactly and how could you not let that kind of <laughs> just affect everyone we're all just like what's gonna happen you know so mm-hmm. um the middle of that day we were told by our producers that we were going to be shut down for a month which in the thick of previews actually felt exciting because <laughs> we had been working nonce i mean we were all exhausted we started rehearsals in january mid-january and really hadn't stopped until March yeah 12th. so so in the moment looking back on it all of us were kind of bummed but we were all like "Ooh, we get a mini vacation like we get a a second to sleep and you know 14 months later we're still we're still here but what has been the best part about being in a musical about a true story? Ooh, sorry. Um, I think being able to 
historically yeah and elevate it I think I think is the coolest part um being able to track back everything we're talking about singing about dancing about actually happened in history but the way in which we're doing it rings true to oh totally to our industry, to our medium. So to be able to um, elevate that is is super cool. And also learn in depth about these historical figures who are still alive and mm-hmm. still things are happening in, in the royal family that are front page news, you know, like Harry and Meghan exactly asking to leave the royal family. It just all kind of attracts. So to be able to um, musicalize it is really cool. Do you think that Harry and Meghan or William and Kate or Charles and Camilla will come see the show? Oh my gosh. I don't know. Probably not. I I hope. I think it would be it might be it would probably be really weird to see their mom. I mean, I definitely don't think Charles and Camilla would come. Um but part of us part of us were like, if any of the royal family were to come, we would think it would be Harry and Meghan. Yeah, that's what I was Meghan, thinking. Right, because Megan is a part of the industry. She was filming TV, and I don't know. That would be that would be very cool to uh, to meet them. But we did have when we did the out of town trial uh, in La Jolla. We had the gentleman who wrote the book when she was in office, who had the interviews with her, come and see our show, Andrew Morton. Oh wow, that was really cool to meet him. Um, because we have, I don't know if you've seen the, there's a Netflix documentary out. Um, no, I haven't. About, watch it. It's really cool. It's I will. about all of their views. Um, and yeah, he talked firsthand with her and, you know, had a, a whole experience when she was in, she was in the thick of it. So yeah. to be able to meet him and him come and see the show is really cool. What, or would you ever want to start in a musical about anybody else? If so, who? I mean, this would truly never happen, but I would love to star in a Lady Gaga musical. Oh, that'd be amazing. I I mean, I don't know if I could do her justice, but she, to me, is uh, an incredible artist. Oh, yeah, totally. She definitely needs a musical at some point in, in life. Um, I actually just rewatched her uh, documentary on Netflix. Oh, I've seen it. Yeah, it's so good. It just like reaffirmed my my love for her and her artistry. Um, I think I think that's the first person to come to mind. I would definitely do a Lady Gaga musical for sure. I feel like at some point in time before the year twenty fifty, I'm just gonna. That's probably far too far out. I feel like there's gonna be a Lady Gaga musical and a Beyonce musical on Broadway. I mean, hey, I think it's, let's do it. Keep pumping out good musicals about fierce women. Oh, yeah. yeah. Who are some of your dream co-stars? I would love to work with Jeremy Jordan. Ooh. Um, he was the first one that just come, came to mind. Um, I think, yeah, I think I would love to work with him let's see that's a i've never been asked this question this is a very very good question i would love to work with norm lewis um 
I would love to work with Beth Level. Um, yeah, I'm going to say Beth Level. That's the one. Yeah, she was just I'm, in The Prom. I, I and know. She, she was spectacular in that show. And she's a spectacular human being. Um, I've never heard anything other than amazing things uh, about her in the rehearsal room. Um, I mean, it just shows, right? All of all of the shows that she uh, is in, it just she's mm-hmm. a star. So that's my final answer, Beth Level. Would you ever want to go on tour and be part of a touring company? <laughs> totally, touring's hard. Yeah, you know, it's a, it's a, it definitely would depend on the show. Um, you know, it's hard. It's hard to travel and do a show every night. Um, eight time, you know, a show eight times a week and mm-hmm. be away from, um, you know, your your home base. Um, it, yeah, so it would definitely depend on the show. Um, but I would love to. It's the, it's the best way to see the country, right? Oh yeah, for sure. What other roles that. that are on Broadway right now would you like to conquer someday? Mm. On Broadway right now. Mm-hmm. I would love to be in Hadestown <laughs> in any in any capacity. Um, I think that show would challenge me because it wouldn't be my usual bread and butter as far as like uh, my skill set is concerned. Mm-hmm. So I think to conquer a, a musical like that would be super satisfying. So I would say I would say anyone in Hadestown. Yeah, that show's actually coming here into uh, Detroit when touring can open again. Oh, it's on our list. Did you get... no. I, didn't, I didn't see it yet, but once it comes here, I'm gonna. I'm definitely. It's on my list. I have a whole list of musicals I want to see, and that is one of them. I still haven't yeah. seen Dear Evan Hansen yet, and Dear Evan Hansen's coming here, and I'm gonna see it for the first time when it comes here. Amazing. Good for you. That's. I mean two amazing shows to have on that list and and just check off yeah i uh one of my friends saw dear evan hansen on broadway and she said she cried the entire time me too i truly had like a box of tissues (laughs) and i saw the original cast which was oh so you saw ben i was in a boxy uh, this is when i i got like scored lucky on a ticket it was just like a lucky day you know and um, I got a uh, box seat, and I was just alone. I just went by myself, and I had a box of tissues because I just knew, uh, and had the best, best experience. It's an amazing, it's an amazing show. Yeah, it was supposed to be here in this past April, but I know. And I was gonna, I, I was like two days away from getting my tickets too. I was gonna go down to the theater like two days before and shut everything shut down and get my tickets. tickets for the next day and um so that kind of stuff that kind of stunk because they weren't able to, to see it um before it shut down so yeah what are some things that make you laugh <laughs> um my dogs they crack me up oh my dogs make me um, laugh too i they 
you're so I we just got um rescued a little dachshund basset hound mix. Aww. Her name is Reno, yes, from Anything Goes. God uh, knows anything goes. That's that's it. Uh, my my friend, when I told him that uh, I named her Reno, now every time he sees her, he's like, times have changed. <laughs> and I'm like, exactly. Just got to get her a pair of patches. Oh, yeah. Um, but they do. They crack me up. They make me um, They make me smile. They make me laugh. They're just, we don't deserve dogs. My dogs are, yeah, mine lay on my feet, lay on my, just... My dog decided, I was watching Jeopardy or Wheel of Fortune the other night, and my dog just decides, I'm, like, curled up in a ball, and he decides to sit right on my hip. Mind you, my dog, one of my dogs is, like, 65 pounds. So my giant dog decides to sit right on my hip as I'm trying to watch TV. I'm like, can you move your head so I can see? Right, you're like, you're breaking my hip. Mm-hmm. And he's, like, right on, like, the bone, too. Aw. I'm like, Dude! Really? This isn't the time. I want to watch Alex Trebek's last episode on Jeopardy. You're sitting on me. Yes. What is your guilty pleasure? Um, binging Netflix shows. <laughs> Any and all. You know what? You know what is actually I'm very excited for? There's a Netflix competition show called Blown Away. Oh, I never and heard of it. Is, it is, um... It's a competition show of um, glass uh, glass artists. Oh, artists they're like that. do like blow glass. Yeah, I've seen that before. I've seen that like people do it. Like I was at, when I was on vacation one time. I did see that. Yes, and there is a season two is coming out, but the, there, it's a stunning because because I think that artistry is impeccable. Um, so I'm excited for season two, but. I think it's, yeah, with a pint of ice cream, binging, any and all Netflix. That was me when I did How I Met Your Mother on Hulu. I sat and just ate a pint of ice cream and watched How I Met Your Mother on Hulu. And I did the same thing when I did Raven's Home on Disney+. Plus. The, ah, the Raven's, nice. the Raven's spinoff. Which wasn't, nice. t- which wasn't bad. I actually, I thoroughly enjoyed it for being 19 years old and watching a, sh- a, de- a designated children's show. A lot of teenage content. Nice. What's your favorite junk food? Cheez-Its. Yeah. I could eat a truly a whole box. But they have to be fresh. They can't be like the stale ones. Right? You know what? I could even eat a stale. I love Cheez-Its so much. I could even eat a stale Cheez-It. But it has to be like the original. I also like the extra toasty. It's, Ooh. it's the extra toasty or the original Cheez-Its is um is my favorite junk food. I used to get the Cheez-Its, um, the original Cheez-Its out of the uh the vending machine at my high school during lunch. I'd always get a bag oh. of Cheez-Its. The Cheez-Its in the in a vending machine are really good. <laughs> they like <laughs> have a different texture than the ones in the box, mm-hmm. but because they're in a bag, not in a box. Exactly. Like I would go like I don't want to eat lunch at 10:45 in the morning because that's what time my lunch was in high school, which was BS. So I would go to the caf- the cafeteria vending machine and get some uh, Cheez-Its or Lay's potato chips and call it a day. Perfect. That sounds amazing. Do you think you're a homebody? No. No. And honestly, I've been grateful for this time because it's forced me to um, become 
become more of one, which I've all, I was always envious of those who can just stay in their house and, you know, forever or for time for, for times at end. But, um, I'm definitely, I'm a social butterfly. I like exploring, adventuring. I like getting out of the house. Um, yeah, why ha- you love this stuff. Why haven't they tested you for a tour yet? I feel like you would have the best time on tour. I know. I mean, it just hasn't, the right thing hasn't come up yet, or I've been doing something else other. Um, you would have so yeah, much fun I, on tour. Thanks, girl. Let, tell people. Let them know. Cast Bethany for tour. Uh, <laughs> who is your favorite cartoon character? <laughs> oh. Jesse in Big Mouth. My best friend has been wanting me to watch that show for so long. She says it's hilarious and I need to watch it now. Watch it. I think it is actually one of the top comedies um, ever written, animated, human wise. It is very extreme. I mean, it's extremely smart, obviously. You look at the cast. Oh, yeah. It's like um, all SNL people. Yeah, it's it's unbelievable. Um, but I think I mean my favorite uh, cartoon character right now is is Jesse. What are three things you can't live without? Hmm. <laughs> I just I really just want Q tips <laughs> because. To me, it seems essential. I don't know why. My brain literally just went Q-tips, I guess, is number one for me. Oh, my gosh. Gum. Trident gum. There, you're back. Did you get me? All right, what was the third thing? A cool fedora hat. Oh, I like your answers because everyone's been saying, like, my phone, my computer. <laughs> no, I don't know why I immediately went cute. I'm like, <laughs> what is that? I have to say it, though. It came up in my brain, and I guess that's something I can't live without. I love a good fedora hat, even though my head's so big that I can't really wear one because you can. I can't find one that fits my head. Oh, I can give you a bunch of companies that I love. I have so many hats. It's like my guilty, it's my guilty pleasure. Then you, would, you know what? That's my guilty pleasure. <laughs> then you would uh, get along great with my buddy, Teal Wicks. Ah, we love Teal Wicks. <laughs> Once again, I've been speaking with Bethany and Tezrick from Diana, the Princess Diana musical on Broadway. I will see you all on Friday when I'm talking with Michelle Dowdy from Hairspray on Broadway and the Les Miserables tour.